We are here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. It is time to get an AFL trade update. Thanks to our good friends at CMC Invest. It's international investing made easy. Download CMC Invest today. You got no when to hold Oh, yeah. No when to hold up. No when to walk away. No when to run. Well, let's get a trade update now with Josh Gavalich from AFL.com and uh, also from Trade Radio. Joshy, thanks for your time. Hello, Kimbo. Hello, Roach. Hey, Not go- much going on yesterday, but plenty going on. Gosh, Adelaide's just like. landed another first-round draft pick. They've got 14 and Chris Burgess out of Gold Coast while giving away 23 and 26. Yeah, there's been a lot of pick swaps. There's been some players move. I think we've got five now with Zach Fisher, the latest one. The paperwork just went through yep. moments ago. So his spot at North Melbourne has been sealed. But yesterday it was only James Harms. So I'm glad we've got plenty of action late in the day. Well, let's go through a few, Joshy. I know it's been a busy day for you. Um, can you update us here in Adelaide, the big news around Harrison Petty? Just update us what's happening and what it's likely to cost Adelaide if it was to happen. Well, Kimbo, this is one that won't go away. It's sort of been rumbling behind the scenes for I reckon two weeks now, mm. probably since Melbourne exited the finals and Adelaide interest is, is real, well and truly they've been pursuing him for some time and he's got two years to run in his contract at Melbourne, from what I understand Adelaide's offer is pretty compelling really compelling in fact and I think it's at least four years of the potential to be a fifth year, so they're having a red hot crack at him but it's going to be really difficult he knows that, he's got a clear interest in coming back to South Australia but knows that given his contract status and the demographic of Melbourne's list, it's going to be hard to see them let him go. So plenty to go between now and next Wednesday night. But I don't, I can't see Melbourne letting him go unless he really does demand a request, which he hasn't yet. Well, you don't want a player that doesn't want to be there. I said at 70.30 that he will get his way back to Adelaide. Money's not a problem for Adelaide. What is it likely to cost them to get a player like that then? And they've certainly got plenty of draft picks to give away. Well, I don't even think Melbourne have, have given it much consideration in terms of mm. what it's going to cost. And obviously Shane McAdam is on the hook at the moment and wants to get back the other way. From my understanding, they haven't even entertained this yet. So yeah. I, I think it's going to take a lot of consideration. I, the issue at Melbourne clearly is in attack. And Harry Petty wants to play as a key defender as well. He's proven that uh, in a premiership year. But with... Only Jacob Van Royen is a reliable key forward at the moment mm. at Melbourne. Ben Brown and Tom McDonald, the durability issues there. Jake Malksham going to miss all of next year, most of next year. Melbourne just can't afford to lose him. So, uh, as I said before, unless Petty becomes really forceful with a trade request, I just don't see this happening. But the beauty is we're only at Wednesday. We've got a full week to come. And I mean, we've seen what Sydney have done this afternoon. They've moved a lot of these deals forward, so uh, there's, there's a lot to play out, so oh, I, I can't read this one just yet. I think the Harrison Petty one, we'll be talking about it with a half an hour to go of the uh, trade yeah. period. Uh, t- update us on Aratio Fantasia. Well, the interest from Greater West in Sydney is real. They've done a medical on him now. They've had a great deal of success, if you look at their history, with recycled players, both as delisted free agents and as rookies. I mean, Matt DePore's probably the, the best one. Lockie Keith played in the prelim only a couple of weeks ago, Sam Reid. They are interested in him. They can't sign him as a DFA and they don't have room to trade for him because yeah. of their list spots. So if he's available come the rookie draft, I dare say they take him. They really like what he 
can bring, and they look at the rookie draft as a real bonus for him. So what I was told is Fantasia hasn't given up hope on landing another deal at Port, but a fresh start would be great for him. That's that's the view, and he's got a long-term relationship with Brett Montgomery, mm. of course, given their time at Alberton. So the, the, the Giants are looking for some depth in that small forward behind Brett Daniels and, and Toby Bedford, especially following the retirement of, of Daniel Lloyd. None of us is surprised that Brady Grundy is now a swan, but we need to clear up an issue that's been hanging around this trade for a long time. When he went from Collingwood to Melbourne, Collingwood kept paying him. Now he's gone to Sydney, is Collingwood still paying him? Well, Tom Morris has just reported before that Melbourne won't be paying any of this deal. It'll be purely between Collingwood and Sydney and Brody Grundy. So that's that's cleared it all up, really, because there has been a great deal of intrigue around who was going to foot the bill. Would it be three clubs playing, paying for the one player, which we just don't see? So according to Tom Morris, who's been across this situation mm. for a long time, it's just going to be Collingwood and Sydney paying Brody Grundy going forward. Which is the way it should be. And I thought the AFL were quite strong on that a couple of weeks ago. I may be wrong. Hey, uh, we know about Taylor Adams. Uh, that's good news for the Sydney Footy Club and good for Taylor. Tell us about Toby Pink, uh, the Glenelg boy that played in the Premiership. Well, this one's been bubbling away for a little bit, Gim. I learned about this in, in July, actually, when I was over and I caught up with you two. Yeah, yeah. And North Melbourne are clearly, they've been in the market for some key defenders. They've been looking around. This is on the back of Griffin Loeb doing his knee in July and the impending departure of Ben that became official yesterday. And once that deal was yesterday, I think that they're going to take him as a delisted free agent. They can do that, of course, because he's on Sydney's list for three years without playing mm-hmm. a game. Been back in SA for, for four years, had a great year with Glenelg, Premiership Park Horse and Team of the Year. So, Great opportunity for him at 25. They view him as someone that can come in and play straight away. And if you look at their depth at the moment, there's a fair chance he could come in and play from one. That's where they're at at the moment with just Aiden Core and Callan Dawson in the key defensive stocks. So big opportunity for Toby Pink and a great, great sign. I love when clubs look at the state leagues and bring players in. Josh Dylan Stevens has moved from Sydney to North and North used one of its special assistance package to deal. They're about to unload another one of them. Your colleague, Cal Toomey, wrote in September that those draft picks were to be reviewed next year. How do you review something that's already gone? Well, if I'm North Melbourne, I'm using them right now, which is what we've seen them do. (laughs) I don't think when they were given by the AFL to North Melbourne that they were going to get through this trade period without using them because that was what the AFL said. They would review them in 2024. How do you review them now? Well, you can't. You just couldn't leave them on the table. You couldn't go through next year having one or two of them still available. So, yeah, ambiguous, Roach, and that's been the case with a lot of this compensation for North Melbourne. Oh, oh, that's why we like compensation amazing. picks, eh? Amazing, hey, tell yeah, us a, a little bit about this son of a gun, Jordan Croft. We've been waiting to find out if he was going to nominate for the Western Bulldogs. That's been the expectation for some time, but it became official this afternoon. He let them know earlier today that that is the path that he's going to take, and he's a top top 10, maybe top 15 pick. That's the range. 10 to 15 at the moment. That's what the Western Bulldogs are expecting to match a bid for. And it explains what they did earlier in the week with the Gold Coast Suns. It looked like a lot on paper in terms of the fact they traded away two first-round picks this year, one next year to move up to pick four. There was a later swap, of course, but it makes a lot of sense. They get ahead of this Jordan Croft bid. 
and then they uh, get pick four, which is going to be pick five now. But, yeah, there's a lot of interest in Jordan Croft. 200-centimetre key forward, son of Matthew, who played 186 games in the late 90s, early 2000s. And he ran a 6.05 2K on Friday. I was down there at the Collingwood Footy Club. Finished fourth, blue recruiters away. So they've got another one. The Western Bulldogs have done the father-son situation better than anyone when you consider the Wallaces, the Liberatores, the Hunters, Sam Darcy most recently picked two back in 2021. So they've got another one. Josh, this must be round seven of Jason Cripps on one side of the table, Adrian Dodora on the other side of the table. Goes all the way back even to Arazio Fantasia. You've got one gentleman holding the card with Xavier Dersma with a contract on it. Adrian Dodoro handling Brandon Zerk Thatcher. Can they just swap the cards, or are we going to get a bit of argy-bargy in this one? Uh, well, player swaps are not what they used to be, are they, Roach? I mean, I would have mm-hmm. thought it would be pretty simple. I think is a better player, but key defenders are more difficult yep. to find. Mm-hmm. So I think a, a, a straight swap would just about be fair, but I dare say this one is going to be one that's going to take some time, and it might end up taking... Mm-hmm a swap of picks. Ooh. So, yeah, we uh, might just see a... I'm with you. Yeah. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Mm. I think a straight swap, it, uh, it doesn't relate to what happened three or four years ago with their draft uh, order. Uh, yeah, a couple of left-field ones. You may know nothing about these at all, but we've received a few texts. Mm. And one was in regards to Port Adelaide's Jackson Mead, maybe going to Geelong. Have you heard anything at all? I haven't heard anything regarding... That's that, okay. Kimbo, we do get a lot of these that yeah. come through at Trade Radio <laughs> and they pepper us. But I'll look into it. And Scott Lysett's the other interesting yeah. one because the, the deal he's got from Port Adelaide just can't sign it. One year, the money they're offering him, he's got to look at his options elsewhere. But will there be a two-year contract somewhere else? I don't know if there'll be two years. There's definitely some interest out there in him. It was put to me earlier this week that he's still weighing up whether he's got the appetite yeah. to go on. I, I think... I think he will need more than one year to to commit to That's a fresh start. That's the feeling I got from him at the best and fairest on Monday night. Yeah. That he's well, he's not going to go. Yeah, he's not going to sign at Port when they got Jordan Sweet and they're yeah, into Ivan Soldo. Is there any chance of Soldo going to Port? Well, he'd like to get there. I don't think Richmond want to let him go yeah. given their own ruck situation. I mean, all clubs want a decent backup, and Ivan Soldo is clearly that for them right now. So. I think, Josh, you might find on that one, Ivan Soldo is about to tell Richmond, if you don't do it this year, be sure he won't be there the year after when his contract's done. So it might be in their interest to do it now. They get something for him. Yeah. A, uh, another left field one. Um, help us if you can. We heard Zane Dersman, who's tipped to go top five possibly, is that right, in this year's draft. Um, who's the front runner to get him? It's going to be interesting. I mean, right now, pick five is in the hands of the Western Bulldogs, and they've been linked to Nick Watson. I don't know how much you know about this guy, but you're going to be loving him next year. 170-centimetre small forward. I don't think we've seen someone that short taken top five almost ever. There's been so much interest in this kid from Caulfield Grammar. But, yeah, just Dersma's clearly in that top five conversation, along with the McCurches of the world. A little bit behind a Harley Reid and a Jed Walter and a Daniel Curtin. So it'd be interesting to see where he lands in the end. I mean, I don't even want to commit right now because of what's going on with the pick swaps. Melbourne clearly been in that situation at the moment, but could they even move up to pick one? I just mm. think on the back of what's happened today, we're going to see so much so much movement in the pick swaps. Right. And 
Yeah. Pick this one. Pick this one, then. By the time we get to the draft in November, who will be holding the number one pick? I did say West Coast yesterday, but I think things are changing. Yes. Are changing. Hawthorne a chance? Yeah, Hawthorne are very keen Mm. on getting up to one. They've obviously slid down to four on the back of that compensation yesterday. They're clearly in it. uh, Melbourne, clearly in it. So there's going to be a lot. I mean, North Melbourne have clearly got the whip hand, given what they've got, but it's going to take a a fair bit of going. We're going to be talking about this for six weeks. I don't think we'll see that exchange happen until very close to the draft. Josh, we know you've had a busy day, so we really appreciate your comprehensive uh, wrap. Uh, Closing question, uh, anything out there that's going to be really left field that you've heard about? Oh, the Lockie Schultz one's shocked us all, uh, just given the club, really. I mean, Collingwood moves the needle more than anyone, of course, and just the fact that the Jack Ginnivan situation just, just makes it a real curiosity. So we'll wait and see what happens with Jack Ginnivan. And the clubs have clearly been asking the question around his availability. But Lockie Schultz is the one that's come from nowhere. And that's on the back of, of Taylor Adams, which was a, a minor shock, but makes a fair bit of sense when you think about it. Josh, really appreciate mm-hmm. your time today. We know how busy we are. Uh, always enjoy chatting to you. We appreciate it. Anytime, Kim. Thanks, Rich. Josh Cavalier, AFL Trade Update. Thanks to CMC Invest. Fairly comprehensive.